get that right here. Bet. All right. So we'll do, we'll set your promos up for the last bit before we go here. So okay. welcome to Live and Loud, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we have all the way from Pleasant Grove, Utah, Big Bang, Michael Lasky. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mike. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So right away, I want to ask you, how have you been? What have you been up to? The pandemic has been crazy for a lot of people. So what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? I know we're, we're preparing for the Ranger fight. Uh, so what else have you been up to? Um, well, the Ranger fight is kind of first and foremost coming up. Um, you know, MMA fights, especially MMA fights at this level, are not to be taken lightly. Um, so unfortunately, currently right now, and probably for the next six weeks until the fight, um, my life is going to be revolving around training, um, recovery, eating, and, uh, you know, trying to be a good enough kids coach to where, and a good enough husband to, to where not everybody leaves me <laughs> in the yeah. next well, we seven weeks. Right. So, <laughs> so talking about the, uh, the fight, you have the big fight coming up with uh, yourself and Blake Foster, who was the uh, Blue Turbo Ranger. So tell us a bit about how this got started and how we are currently you know, we're about six weeks out from the fight. So how did this all come about and how excited are you for the fight? You know, I'm really excited about the fight specifically because it, it, it is a big fight. I've, I've had like 12 other fights before, but this is really the first fight um, that we've gotten a lot of press coverage on and a lot of excitement about mainly just because of the nerd nostalgic aspect of it, right? right. There's no other time in history where you're going to see uh, two Power Rangers fight in real life for the title of the world's toughest ranger. Um, you know, this fight pretty much came about um, because I had recently heard, uh, not recently, but I had heard that uh, Jason David Frank had some MMA fighting in his past. And I had jokingly put up a, a picture on Instagram of just the two of us and asking the fandom, you know, who they think would win in a fight. And obviously everybody picks Jason David Frank because he's the most popular Power Ranger. Um, but then Blake gave me a call and he was like, Hey, do you want to fight me? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always down to scrap. I'm here for the scars and stories, not the fame. Uh, but right. it, it, I didn't realize how I hadn't seen Blake pretty much since we were kids on the audition scene circuit together. I didn't realize how tall he was and how big he was. Um, so he, when I met up with him, he was about 240. Um, I was about wow. 155. Uh, we decided that we were going to uh, meet up at light heavyweight. So we're both going to be doing this fight at about okay. 205 pounds. Wow, that's great. So how does it feel? I mean, I know you said you guys were on the audition circuit for a while as kids. So what's it like, you know, mentally to prepare for a fight with somebody that you kind of actually know and had some similarities with growing up? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Blake Foster and I have been pretty much in competition with each other all of our lives. Um, right. I, I have a large swath of friends that I like to call audition, friend, or audition friends or set friends. Um, you know, being so entrenched in the acting scene as a kid, um, you tend to meet or see a lot of the same people on all of your auditions, right? Because, right. you know, Blake Foster was about the same age. He had the same uh, kind of look that I did, and we both right. did martial arts. So we would see each other all the time and we'd be going against each other for auditions. We'd be going against each other on the martial arts circuit. Um, now he sees a better, better than me and I'm eager to prove him wrong come, come September 18th. That's great. So September 18th, we've got Big Bang Michael Lasky versus Blake Foster. 
And where is the fight taking place? Tell us about that. The fight's going to be in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, right okay. here in my own backyard. Uh, much, much too much to my liking. Um, but you, if you don't live or in an, or or are in and around the Salt Lake area, uh, we will have a pay per view link um, that you can purchase online to see that live as well. Um, but if you have the ability to come down to Salt Lake City to see this fight and you're part of that nerd culture, I got good news for you because the FanX Comic Con is one of the biggest Comic Cons in the United States. And uh, that's all happening the same weekend as the fight. So you can go and meet your favorite celebrities and then go and see me um, beat one of your favorite celebrities in the face (laughs) until someone (laughs) makes them stop. That sounds like one of the best days that I could possibly imagine. Just it's it's going to be a fun the hell out of each other. And then just like, well, you know, let's see who's down there. I might go see if uh, Danielle Harris from Halloween is down there. Let's do this. it's a fun end to a Comic-Con, I'd say. A nice little after party. Oh, for sure. And what better place to happen than your own backyard? You know, a place that you're quite familiar with. Some would say home field advantage, but I don't even think that that matters given the fact of how long you've been preparing and how hard you train. And that, that just goes to show, you know, how much you love doing this. And, uh, you know, speaking of how much you love to do things, I know that you also have the Utah Valley uh, premier kids martial arts program. Uh, it's the Institute, correct? Yeah, it's uh, OMA Ranger Academy here in uh, Pleasant Grove, Utah. So tell us a little bit about that, because as a father myself, I have a newborn and I've got a seven-year-old daughter. So it's a house of girls here. And uh, one of them you've currently inspired to break a bunch of shit in her bedroom and uh, watch <laughs> Power Rangers, which I'm totally fine with. Because, you know, compared to the stuff that kids have been watching these days, Power Rangers is totally fine with me in my house. Um, But that would be something I would love to get my daughter into, actually, because she loves to play fight and she loves to get scrappy with dad here. So that might be something that we need to come out for one time. So tell us about the uh, Martial Arts Institute program, the Ranger uh, thing that you have going on there. Yeah, so I I grew up very privileged in um, the martial arts world. You know, my adoptive mother is the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Um, she was recently on The Mandalorian uh, playing Morgan Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I should be happy to hear it. Um, so I, I grew up just sort of thinking that everybody's martial arts program was like the par- program that I grew up in. Right. Um, and then I moved to Utah and toured a couple places and found out that that wasn't the case. Um, that, you know, martial arts here was more or less a glorified babysitting service with kicks. Um, So my wife and I sat down and we decided instead of just complaining about the problem that we would become the solution to that problem. Um, So we opened up uh, the OMA Ranger Academy here in Pleasant Grove, Utah, with the goal to sort of leverage my childhood acting career, being a Power Ranger, being in Three Ninjas, um, to get kids excited to start martial arts. And then, as I always say, we look to do a bait and switch there. Once, once they're involved in it, we start teaching them the, the hard work, the discipline, and the self-defense right. that also came with me, me becoming a five-time mixed martial arts champion. Um, and the program is doing wildly great. I mean, even through the 2020 pandemic, um, we were still growing. And, awesome. uh, and I, I'm just so privileged to be able to inspire the next generation of martial artists um, the way I was inspired um, just stoking that fantasy and then mixing it up with hard work. That sounds awesome, Mike. And what you're teaching these kids is not just, you know, kicks and punches and stuff, but you're teaching them discipline and 
self-awareness and situational, situational awareness as well, uh, which in this day and age, you can't have too much of situational awareness. Um, you also are doing, are the kids learning a specific type? Are they learning jujitsu or Muay Thai or what are they learning? So we do a, a, a blend of different styles of martial arts. Um, we separate them into uh, zones in the same way you would see separated zone separation in uh, mixed martial arts. So we have a stand-up kickboxing class, and then we have a kid's grappling class. And when you do both of those classes together, um, that's what we would call our MMA program. You just study them separately okay. as arts. Um, my goal was to take somebody who knew absolutely nothing and then eventually bring them to the ranks that which they can enter a uh, MMA competition or a kickboxing competition and win, right? That's not a requirement, obviously, of my kids, um, but by black belt, they should have the confidence and the ability to be able to do that if they so choose. Right. Well, that's awesome. And like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for, for being out there and doing stuff like that for our youth. Because a lot more people, I think, could benefit from something like that and having it at their disposal instead of just going out and, you know, you see all this violence on TV and the news and shit. And it's like, you know, if more programs like yours existed, you would think there would be fewer incidences like that in the world. So I commend you, sir, on that one. Uh, I, I would like to touch base if you'd like to uh, on what you were saying with your mom. She uh, she also did The Mandalorian uh, and by the way, that show has absolutely killed it lately. Uh, and her Certainly character has, was great. So uh, definitely let her know that we uh, we are big fans and uh, for her to keep kicking ass. Um, so what was it like for you specifically uh, growing up in the Hollywood circuit and doing movies and uh, working with Power Rangers? Uh, so you were young Rocky and uh, tell us about that process. What, what you remember as far as like from getting the part you know, we'll skip the audition and everything because everyone knows how auditions go. They're tedious and it's a process. But how how was that, you know, for you being on set and just kind of soaking in the moment? You know, being a part of uh, some of the most iconic 90s franchises, whether it be Power Rangers or Three Ninjas, is a very unique experience. And when you're that young, sort of living in the moment, that is that is your world. So yeah. it, it, when you're there and you're living in the moment, you don't necessarily think of like, wow, this is like the coolest thing ever. It's only until afterwards, as I became an adult and started talking to my childhood about other, to other adults, where they like, God, that's so weird and unique. And you know what? You know, like, I, I guess it is. Um, it, it's, it's, very, it's very much a unique childhood. It's very fun to be able to look back on. It's very fun to leverage now. I mean, who'd have thought that you know, I'm going to be leveraging something I did as, a, as an 11 year old um, for a fight uh, at this age. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, you had probably one of the best eras to do uh, movies and film uh, back in the 90s, which I always say because I'm a, I'm a product of the 90s. Uh, we had some of the best movies. We had some of the best TV shows. So you got to be a big part of that and you're etched forever in history with it. So that's something that's always going to be something cool to tell your kids later on down the road and, and share stories with friends. Um, now, touching back on the fight, because I do want to ask, and I, I want those that are listening and watching right now to understand there is a little bit of levity with the fight. And, you know, with what has happened in the past with you guys both being Rangers, there's a little competition. But you know what? It's healthy. Why not? 
So that's what I said whenever I first learned of the fight. I was like, why not? Why not have the fight? And, you know, going into this, you know, personally, what do you think the outcome is going to be? I mean, we obviously know what it's going to be, but how do you feel going into the fight right now? I feel that I'm the most talented that I've ever been as a martial artist. And I get more and more talented every day. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of smack talk because Blake and I both are confident individuals. We're both, right. we both have an acting history and uh, we got a lot of bravado and swagger to ourselves. Sure. But when it comes down to it, I think Blake is judging um, whether or not he's going to win this fight based on fights that I've had almost seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to think that I've gotten better as a martial artist than even the fights that, you know, that you have seen. Right. Um, it's, it's an interesting fight because I am coming up so high in weight. My last fight was at 155 pounds. This fight, I had to meet Blake in the middle at 205 pounds. Um, so we're looking at a 50, uh, 50 pound gain from what my actual uh, competition or competitive weight should be. Um, so I have a lot more kind of weight to push around. Um, uh, my, I'm a little bit slower, but I'm 10 times more powerful and I'm excited to see what type of animal walks into that cage on September 18th. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of the fights to remember. Um, speaking of the fights, you know, I watched your Derek Bates fight. That was a bloody fun, good fight to watch because everybody who's unassumingly watching this fight, they're thinking, oh, there's blood. He's in trouble, but the fight's never over till it's over. So correct. if you're in a situation and you're in a ground and pound situation with Blake Foster and people might think that, you know, well, both of them are trading licks right now. How do you what in, in your head? What are you thinking when you're in that situation? If we're trading blows and I'm on, I'm on the bad end of the stick of that, um, my whole mentality fight wise period is just to figure out where somebody sucks and then drag them there. Um, so if I'm losing the ground and pound on the bottom, I have the ability to drag it back up to the feet and vice versa. And that's what I love about MMA as opposed to something like boxing, because yeah. in boxing, it's about who's the better boxer. But in MMA, I could be a better ground than you are a kickboxer and I can make the fight go there. Um, so my my always going through my head is whether I'm winning or whether I'm losing is how can I turn this corner and uh, bring this fight into whatever my wheelhouse is. Okay. And if you had to tell anybody that is, you know, just discovering, maybe it's your TikTok or your YouTube channel, uh, and they're learning about fighting, someone who knows nothing about fighting, what would you want to tell them that maybe should, in, that could inspire them to fight uh, or to, you know, pick up the, the desire to step into a ring one day? I think that my, the biggest advice that I would give anybody who's looking to get into the fight is just take it seriously. You'd be so, you'd be surprised at how many people under a amount of time work that goes into actually going into an MMA fight and actually winning. Um, so don't, don't treat it casually. Um, let it consume you. Let it make you go insane. Because that's the only way that you're going to be confident walking into that cage come fight night is that if you left every everything on the table and you're going in there with everything that you've got, um, join an MMA gym, listen to your coaches, and unfortunately, spare no expense. <laughs> that's why sponsorship is is so important in fights like this. Um, you know, even though 
Blake and I might be doing well fi- financially, fighting is still expensive, um, especially once you get up to the pro levels. Um, so uh, number one would be take it very, very seriously. And number two, promote the ever living hell out of yourself. A lot of fighters will make the mistake of just thinking that their talent is enough. I know tons of fighters out on the circuit, even here in Utah, that I think are better than me, but I'm going to end up making more money on this fight than most of them because they're not the type of people to get on TikTok and scream about it every every day. Um, So it's your job to promote yourself. That's number one. And then it's your job to make sure that you're an ass kicker come fight day. For sure. Now, if I had to put you on the spot, I, I want you to give us your best promo that leading up to this fight. So if you, if you wanted to cut a promo for Blake Foster to be watching this right now, what do you want to say to Blake? What do I want to say to Blake? Yes. Well, Blake Foster, first of all, he's going down faster than the ratings of Power Rangers Turbo right off the bat. Okay. He's going to get into this MMA cage. He's going to scrap it out. He's going to try to try to knock me out. But when that doesn't work, he's going to recede faster than his hairline. When it comes down to the night of the fight, I'm showing up to that venue with pants that are too too big because you know what? I'm no one leaving with a belt. That's great. That's great. That's probably the best thing I've ever heard is pants too big because you're going to walk away with a belt. You know what? You're just going to have to start writing my own shit. Uh, Mike. (laughs) Mike, I want to ask you if, if you had your own favorite personal uh, Power Ranger moment back in time, you know, the good stuff, what would what would be your favorite moment that you've ever watched? Are you talking about from um, my specific stint on that show or just okay. in general? So from your specific stint and from uh, any stint in general. Um, I think one of my favorite um, aspects of my run on the show is the introduction of the Alien Rangers. Um, I think that it was just really cool to see that there was a whole different world of Power Rangers out there. Um, mm-hmm. And it really set up the show for you know 28 seasons in the future to be going after Power Ranger, Power, Power Ranger franchise from Power Ranger franchise. Right. Um, so that's as far as like my contribute, co- contribution to the Power Rangers lore, um, the idea that Power Rangers didn't end with just these um, five teenagers with attitude that there are a whole host of other Power Rangers out there from different worlds, times and stuff like that. Um, So that's, I think, what was most interesting and that what I dug most as a kid and now looking back at it at it at it as an adult. Um, And uh, my favorite uh, stint of Power Rangers outside of my own is uh, is powering space. I love soap opera act, uh, aspect or that space opera aspect of Power Rangers. And I loved that given the fact that we all thought that that would be the last season, that they mm-hmm. set the set the ships aflame as they went into to, to shore. I loved, um, you know, the, the emotional resonance of having to, spoiler alert, destroy Zordon. I think I thought those were yeah. um, some some good times in, in Power Rangers. Absolutely. There, there's so many good times to look back on, you know, whenever you think of one of the most historic TV shows ever for children and honestly now for grownups, because when you have streaming services on that, you know, you can go back and watch uh, your favorite Red Ranger kick ass as a kid uh, and kick ass once he gets in that helmet anytime you want. So the best thing about streaming is that we can continually go back and relive those moments 
And, you know, more often times than not, I have caught myself doing that. Uh, so that's <laughs> one of the best things to do whenever you're like, you know what, I've watched The Office probably about 30, 50 times. Let's go, let's go relive some childhood nostalgia. And it just let's feels see. good. Let's you know see. what I mean? It feels good. So, uh, yeah. Mike, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, it's been great to have you. Uh, any, anything you want to say to your fans and your supporters right now? Uh, you know, there's not much I can say to my fans except for thank you. Um, I, I'm so excited to be able to pretty much do this for a living, whether it be martial arts or, or entertaining people on my various forms. Um, it's because of the following and people interacting with my posts and sharing my posts with their friends um, that we get to do a spectacle of a fight just like this. And uh, without them, none of this would be possible. So I, I thank everybody. Um, for this, whether it be just buying the pay-per-view, showing up for the fight, or just buying an official fight shirt. It all helps, and I'm grateful for every one of it. Absolutely. Make sure you grab your official Big Bang Mike merchandise. Uh, I'll drop the link in the description below. I'll drop another link where you can watch the fight online. Mike, thank you so much again for joining us. We really loved having you on, man. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was great to talk to you. Awesome. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and for, for watching us right now. Be sure to look out for whatever Mike has coming up next. You never know who he could fight next, by the way. He could end up back in uh, North Hollywood and uh, taking on some more roles. Who knows? You're just going to have to. Maybe they'll, just, maybe they'll call me the child actor slayer. Who knows? You never know. That could be, that could be <laughs> the new moniker. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you all soon. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, man. No worries. Did you get it? Yeah, got it all. Uh, we'll just do your quick two uh, promos, and then uh, you're, you're free to run, man. Okay, cool. Give me that log line again. Uh, the first one was uh, your name and don't miss my episode, and the other one was introduce the episode. Okay. Uh, this is... Alive and loud. loud. Alive and loud. This is Michael Lasky. Oops, sorry. This is Big Bang Michael Lasky, Colt from the Three Ninjas franchise and the last original. Hey, everybody. Big Bang Michael Lasky here, the last original Red Ranger and Colt from the Three Ninjas franchise. I want you to tune in to my episode of Alive and Loud. Got it. What was the second one? Uh, this is Alive and Loud. This is. Hey everyone, Big Bang Michael Lasky here, the last original Red Ranger and Colt from the Three Ninjas franchise, and this is Alive and Loud. Nailed it.